This video was brought to you by Skillshare. Today, the results from elections in both Argentina and Switzerland, and tensions increase between China and the Philippines after a collision in the South China Sea. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 23rd of October. Argentina's presidential election is heading for a runoff vote next month between the ruling centre-left Peronist Alliance candidate Sergio Massa and ultra-libertarian right-wing populist Javier Malay. That's because Sunday's election saw Sergio Massa, the incumbent economy minister, come in first place with a little less than 37% of the vote, while Javier Malay secured 30%. In third place was Patricia Bullrich, representing the mainstream centre-right alliance, who received around 24%, meaning that she was eliminated while Massa and Malay go through to the runoff vote on the 19th of November. This result then is a boost for Sergio Massa and the incumbent alliance, as they far exceeded expectations, while Malay underperformed. Now, to be fair, Malay has risen from being a fringe candidate to a real contender over the past year or so, and in the last few months, he has been in first place in almost all polling. However, Malay is a polarizing candidate who's pledged to chainsaw the political and economic status quo. In fact, he wants to dollarize the economy, close the central bank, slash the size of the government by closing ministries including culture, education, environment, and women. He's also anti-abortion and anti-gun control, and is known for railing against what he calls cultural Marxism, and also the, quote, parasitic, corrupt, and political caste. Now, all of this has helped him to tap into the public anger and frustration at the country's present economic turmoil, which has seen inflation soar to nearly 140% and the poverty rate reach 40%. With that in mind, one might have expected the incumbent economy minister to struggle in this election, not overperform expectations. Massa said after coming first, I know that many of those who voted for us are the ones who are suffering the most. Our country is experiencing a complex, difficult situation, full of challenges to face. I am not going to fail them. During the campaign, he also pledged to defend the Argentine peso, as well as the social safety net, while warning that a Malay presidency would put welfare programs, education, and healthcare under threat. Nonetheless, with just over a month to go until the runoff, there's still a lot of time for things to change. Massa's 36% and Malay's 30 means about a third of those who voted, and more than 20% of those who didn't vote at all, will play a crucial role in determining which of these very different paths Argentina ends up going down. Now, there's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us in your podcast app of choice to listen along. At the same time as Argentina, Switzerland also went to the polls on Sunday for its federal election and delivered a victory for the right-wing populist Swiss People's Party, or SVP, who put their fight against immigration at the centre of their campaign. With the results counted, the SVP won 28.6% of the vote for the National Chamber, Parliament's lower chamber in the country, an increase of three points from 2019, which secured them 62 seats in the 200-seat chamber, nine more than last time round. And for reference, the SVP have won every National Council election since 1999. 
Meanwhile, Switzerland's Social Democratic Party remained the second largest party, with 18% of the vote, gaining two seats to put them on 41, having fought on cultural issues like the cost of living and healthcare costs. The country's two main centre and centre-right parties, the Centre Party and FDP Liberals, came in third and fourth, with around 14.5% of the vote, and 29 and 28 seats respectively, a gain of one for the Centre Party and a loss of one for the Liberals. Switzerland's environmental parties, the Green Party and Green Liberal Party, both suffered big losses though, with them losing five and six seats respectively, leaving them in 5th and 6th place with 23 and 10 seats. Regardless, this result isn't expected to radically change the makeup of the Swiss government, the Federal Council, whose seven cabinet positions are divided among the four biggest parties and takes its decisions based on consensus and collective responsibility. Next up, over in the Asia-Pacific, the Philippines have called China an aggressor and accused it of increasing tensions in the South China Sea, following a collision between a Chinese Coast Guard ship and a Philippine resupply vessel. Now, as we've discussed many times before, China claims a large disputed area of the South China Sea, demarcated by its nine-dash line, which overlaps with the claims of a number of other countries, including the Philippines, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Vietnam. In order to counter this claim, back in 1999, the Philippines grounded a warship on the Second Thomas Shoal and established it as a military outpost to assert its sovereignty claim. Now, its resupply missions to the outpost have often been disrupted by China. And describing its most recent mission, the Philippines said on Monday that the Chinese Coast Guard and maritime militia vessels, in a blatant violation of international law, harassed and intentionally hit one of the Philippine boats. On Sunday, China did admit that there had been a slight collision between the vessels, while the Coast Guard was lawfully blocking the boat from transporting illegal construction materials. This clearly didn't go down well in the Philippines, though, with the country summoning its Chinese ambassador to file a diplomatic protest, while the president held a security meeting in order to assess the incident. Moving back to Europe now, where Hungary will ramp up its imports of Russian gas ahead of the winter months, according to Russia's state energy company Gazprom. Gazprom CEO said on Sunday that significant volumes are reaching the Hungarian market, adding that 1.3 billion cubic meters of gas had already been delivered to Hungary this year on top of already existing contracts. This comes after Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban held face-to-face -face talks with Russian President Vladimir Putin last week in Beijing. Orban has been a thorn in the side of the European Union due to his unwillingness to toughen restrictions on Russia, particularly its energy sector, with him previously saying that he wouldn't allow sanctions to further increase Hungarian inflation. Orban's meeting with Putin was the first time that an EU or NATO leader had been pictured shaking hands with the Russian president since the invasion of Ukraine in February of last year, with the American ambassador to Hungary describing the meeting as troubling and adding that it's important to discuss Hungary's deepening relationship with Russia. Finally for today, back in February, we reported on the world's oldest dog, Bobby. And we want to end today's episode by paying tribute to Bobby, who died at the age of 31 in Portugal. 
His lifespan broke the record which has stood since 1939, and he was the first dog on record to have ever lived past the age of 30, having spent his whole life in a rural Portuguese village. Bobby's death was ultimately announced by veterinarian Dr. Karen Becker, who said, Godspeed, Bobby. You have taught the world all you were meant to teach. A few weeks ago, we told you that we were making a physical newspaper, but it turns out that designing a newspaper isn't all that easy. So we headed to Skillshare to take their course on the topic. And unlike when I tried to learn InDesign for another never-released project a few years ago, this time I was guided through the process quickly and efficiently. And this time, the project will actually see the light of day thanks to Skillshare's incredibly easy-to-follow guides. In fact, here's an exclusive little preview of what we've been working on. It's not just that either. You likely already know that Skillshare have classes for things like photography, editing, and illustration. But Skillshare also have hundreds of career-focused classes too. That's courses on everything from how to start a business, to maximizing your workflow, or how to grow in e-commerce. Another course that I'm taking to help with the newspaper. And if you use our link in the description, you'll get access to all of that for free. That's right, the first 500 people to use our link will get access to one of Skillshare's best offers, a 30-day free trial and 40% of your first year of Skillshare membership. As I say, that's the best Skillshare offer that we've ever had. So make sure that you click our link in the description. Thanks for your support and thanks to Skillshare for sponsoring this video.